very good afternoon everyone welcome back to another edition of the mado videos podcast this is our 13th episode today and we are really proud of how it's coming out uh, and we, today we have a very special guest with us we have pradap sudan a titan of the indian advertising industry he has had more than 35 years of experience he started off his career as a creative director at the ddp mudra group then went on to be the national creative director at gray global group for another decade and now he is the managing partner and chief creative officer at uh, bang in the middle based out of new delhi so it is my pleasure to thank you for being here very welcome yeah you you missed out one chunk of my career <laughs> that that is after uh, gray i became the head of uh, skipped on the yeah I, i i was the head of uh, chale which is the samsung agency you know so right. and the, and i spent almost uh, close to 5 years there and after that is right. when bang in the middle happened yeah anyway pradap thank you so much for giving us your time i think uh, when i was thinking about what the podcast should be about considering how you have so much experience in this field i want to talk about the advertising field in general and how our ads are coming out today because honestly what i see on screen today does not make me happy like driven ads out there ads that are pure exposition of facts and ads that are designed to sell rather than to entertain and it's a shame because we used to do it so well india had this golden age of advertising and i just wanted to understand from you like in this day and age why should creativity and entertainment play a more important role in ads today okay so uh, you know you know what you said about uh, the current state of advertising um i think it's an aberration at this moment because with the pandemic and you know covid and all sorts of things uh, nobody knows um, where the industry is going or nobody knows what the economy anyway we all know that the economy is come crashing down um, and it's a right. you know we are on top of a, a what do you call a frozen lake right we don't know where the ice is thin whether you can skate fast walk fast whether the ice will break you don't know right so everyone is being careful right so the current set of advertising which is going out is because of that you know you don't want to overpromise too much you you have to be you have to maintain a certain sense of balance and rhythm for your ads you don't want to go to the left you don't want to go to the right you know i want to make sure that i cross this pandemic so that life can happen again right so this is a you know like i said right. it, it, it's an exception to what advertising is right, right. but yeah. uh, i completely understand what you're trying to get at because unfortunately what is also happening is there is uh, because of um, you know media or digital media and social media being far cheaper uh, to uh, you know, as as media platforms versus traditional mainline press advertising press advertising television advertising uh, you know anyone can and everyone can actually make an ad and put it out there right so there is an enormous amount of 
content that keeps coming out. And don't forget, uh, you know, uh, you're also fighting against dogs and cats and elephants and snakes and trees falling down and lightning. And, you know, you never know what your timeline is going to bring up. You know, it is not an ad all the time, right? Sometimes it happens to be an ad, but mostly it is about babies gurgling, some accidents happening, you know, all sorts of things keep crashing down on your timeline. So at times, and, and, and you also have great trailers to, to movies that keep happening, right? So you're talking about multi-million dollar productions clashing against, you know, a, a 10,000 rupee static ad out there right so at times uh, on digital right. and social you you have a plethora of things happening okay uh, from animation to 3d modeling to ar you know ai driven stuff and ar and machine learning and all kinds of things adding layers on top of that programmatic stuff happening right so there is so much of stuff and again how much do you see and how much do you retain right the reason is that we uh, we watch something uh, when you know it is something which you haven't seen. So suddenly, you know, a, a penguin that is talking to you is has got more appeal than, let's say, Priyanka Chopra talking to you today. Because there's so much of content about her already. But I haven't really seen a penguin talking. So I am inclined to watch that. And it may not be an ad. It could be somebody who's put a voice, you know, on top of that. Maybe, like they say, one of those deep fake videos that you see, right? So you don't know what sort of content comes in. And therefore, there is uh, so much of stuff out there. And suddenly, our ads in the in, in, within the basket of such brilliant stuff and such uh, incredibly funny stuff that is happening, your paid ad, so to say, looks very bland. You know, I, I read a very interesting right. uh, expression the other day that uh, we are not into brand building these days. We are into bland building. And, and these are brands versus blends. And, and I completely agree. It's such a bland promise that we make. And everybody is so right about it. There are so many, you know, things, filters that you have to use within advertising. You don't want to piss off the feminists at one point. You know, you don't want to piss off the political guys at the other end. That You don't want to piss off the religious guys, the bugs. You know, there are so many layers you put on. And suddenly somebody will have a problem with that. Why did you show this color? I mean, that color means something else. You know, why did you have a guy with a beard? That means something else. All sorts of shit happens. Right? So a lot of marketeers and brands are completely pushing forward stuff that is extremely light. You know, and nobody takes cognizance of problems. You know, they don't want to create issues with people. As is, you don't know where the market is going. So from that perspective, there are so many things that right. are sort of prompting us and ensuring that you do not go out of the way to create stuff. However, uh, there was a time when, and see, today's media is very different, right? I mean, like, uh, you can't quite argue with what happens on television, right? I mean, television is almost, it's, it's a broadcast medium. Uh, television speaks to you, you watch it. I mean, at best, what you can do to show revenge is you skip the ad and you go to the next channel, right? Versus social media or yeah. digital where you can actually interact with it and then say your point of view, right? Now, even in newspapers, I mean, you see the ad, you like it or you don't like it, you flip the page and move on, or magazine for that matter, or radio for that matter. You listen right. to one and you keep going. <clears throat> there, at least, there is a certain sense of credibility because suddenly that media is higher than you. It is not an, on equal terms. Social media makes it equal. A brand is equal. You know, everything is equal because you can argue. You can argue with the president. 
yeah you can argue you can have a point of view that you want to send or a prime minister modi right because on twitter you can do that you can tag him and you know you can tweet to him or you can say what you want but on on television and news and regular papers you don't now <clears throat> to me uh, i still think that television and newspapers and magazines are brand making uh, media versus social media and uh, digital media which i think is more brand breaking medias you know you can destroy brands one slip of the tongue one small i mean the other day i i you know i saw this ad i forgot the brand but they had used a, an audio clip sorry a, a music track which had much like a watermark it had that audio jungle stuff coming through the in the track and somebody had forgotten right. to actually replay I'm sure they would have bought the track, but the ad went on with that audio jungle thing happening behind, and the entire world got after it. You, you know, so these right. mistakes happen. We use the mistakes. same uh, huh? platform actually. Yeah, and, and, we use and the same uh, platform. Right, I mean, get that I mean, all, all, all of us use right. You know, because if you want to buy a, a good track at a cheap price, I mean, that's the place you you go and buy it from. But I mean, it's a mistake. Right. It's a genuine mistake that happened. right but people went after it and and everybody wants to criticize because see it is very difficult to create it is easy right. to destroy you know you can stand in front of uh, the mona lisa and say so what a horrid painting you know i don't know why she is not smiling maybe you know you know she is actually angry now really are you able to do something like that you cannot it is so easy to critique and destroy and bring down something and have no point of view right and that is exactly what has happened to advertising anyone and everyone has a point of view and everyone says it see in india <clears throat> till social media happened um, the media and the world where uh, where you could present yourself was limited to people who had a point of view right who were important the common man we never really had a moment under the sun social media has changed everything right and now everybody is out there everybody is a creator everybody is a joker everybody wants to comment everybody has a um, you know high falutin point of view on things right and and yeah. see the trick in advertising is to be consistent now uh, mm-hmm. unlike we have you know your tiktok creators and all that all those guys create stuff and you know the inherent creativity in everybody comes out and it's a platform that allows everybody to be creative <clears throat> but the trick in advertising is you have to be consistent right you have to be consistently creating stuff which is an ad which is i mean you know i have written speeches for politicians i have written articles for professors right i have written radio spots i have written television commercials i have written full fledged print campaigns i've done magazine ads i've done posts i've done all sorts of things right but you have to be consistent every day you have to create stuff which will go out into the public domain and you be ready for being criticized or appreciated right for 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 the new age creators i mean they just create something they go out and you never know when they won't come back again because chances are you would not find them coming back again so everybody will have a high point they will you know i mean imagine somebody capturing the shot of a coconut falling on somebody's head and you were there exactly at the same spot and you you, you got that but that happens once in a lifetime that's a once in a blue moon uh, incident that happens and and it will never come back to you again so you have got your 20000 uh, 20 lakh views on a day but after that you're zilch. you you just go back 
into what you wear into the shadows. But for us, you, you know, people who are in the advertising industry, every day you have to create. And for me, I mean, you know, for, it's 35 years and I'm still doing it. At, at my age, a lot of people would want to retire. I mean, if I, if I was in a government job, I would have retired by now. You know, I have a lot of friends who have retired, who become grandfathers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But for me, I think I'm still as good as I was, if not better than what I was, uh, you know, when I started. Because today, I have control over what I want to communicate. I have control over what I can create within a certain set of parameters. You know, all that. So many things. And again, it's all it's all it's all experience. So yes, coming back to what we started discussing, brands and blends. Now, blends will continue to happen. You know, for every hundred blends there is going to be one brand that is going to come through which is brave enough to have a point of view and perhaps have a product uh, benefit that is useful to me you know so if you keep doing democratic stuff you will just create keep creating blends you know i mean it's great sense for venture capitalists to put money behind all these things you know so that they also have a brand in the same category but that is the end of it you know and, and again yeah. Brands have to be built across time. A brand is like a person, right? You know, if my name is Pratap Sutan, um, and, and today if I look like this, and this is not something which happened yesterday. I have grown a beard since the last 20 years. Now, tomorrow, if I take it off and I start wearing a red, uh, you know, chokers, no, uh, you know, tennis ball red uh, ball over here, and I start to have, you know, years and start walking around in a sari, suddenly it's not me. You know, for a brand to, to, to build itself, it has to be consistent. You know, of course, it can evolve with the time, but, you know, and... Sure. <coughs> no, Pradab, I only agree with... Yeah. Yeah, just to add on to that, like, I totally understand the fact that brands would want to take a more safer approach because their ads and communication are subject to like the public's opinion. But the way I'm seeing it is if you fear that and go for a very straightforward and expositional approach of communication, it's not really going to help you because nobody's going to end up watching your video in the first place. Which, I mean, uh, being infamous <laughs> in a certain way would get you more views. And, but here, that's not the case. People are not even watching your videos because they already know what to expect. Like yeah. if it's a bike ad, okay, I know what to expect. I'm seeing this bike going to be zooming around here and there. I'm going to get some key features about the bike, which I really do not need to know right now. I can just ask about it in the showroom or have it in the end screen. But again, no thought. So why would I want to invest my time watching this when I can watch something more entertaining that's just a scroll away because that's the times we are in right the content is like we're in a content overload right now absolutely so yeah, yeah have so I get it like seconds to see something. I mean, sorry three seconds three seconds is what you have you know if you're not yeah I mean three to five seconds to grab a person's attention right See, which is all again, so, you know. See, the thing is, uh, uh, I don't think the fault entirely lies with advertising agencies. You know, I see at the end of the day, the role of the advertising agency is to create advertising, and and I think half a decent agency would do their best to do something which is 
um, entertaining, uh, which is attention grabbing, you know, which which will catch, you know, will be will be a great idea within it. Now, unfortunately, right. and fortunately as well, do not forget the money that is going to be spent on creating that ad does not come from the ad agency. It is from the right. client. So the client also yeah. has an equal uh, responsibility to put out stuff which is Absolutely. bold, you know, right? Now, when you have a completely me too product, you know, if you make chapels and, you know, you're coming out with another pair of chapels and if there is really no difference, right? Then you have to have a bold ad idea to go with. You know, now, if, if you also say right. that I also have a chapel, then you're, that ad is it, you're, you're finished, right? Now, again, it is also the the advertiser, the owner of that brand that needs to have that understanding. Because I don't think that 90% of all advertising agencies in the world, okay, uh, would be very proud of the fact that they want to do some really differentiated, uh, effective advertising that is creative and will also sell their product. But a lot of clients, see, most clients today are you know, while they are marketing savvy, et cetera, and they're digitally savvy, social media savvy, et cetera, are not really uh, clued on into the business of buying an idea or judging an idea. You know, right. while Hold the on, money yeah. and the power is with them, they are not equipped to buy an idea. I mean, how do you judge? I mean, if I present an idea, you know, it should grab them, right? It should grab them. There is no evaluation parameters on which they can judge an idea. It is their experience that tells them that, you know, this idea is scary, but I'm going to let me not do it, right? Because it's my money at stake. Right. So therefore, they go safe. And that's what happens. Right. And and that was why you see. And see, what the thing I is, think again, more than the money, they're afraid of their reputation. Like, oh, the yeah, project I mean, is on there. If they screw it up, they, they're answerable to their seniors or right. just anyone who knows that they're working on it. So, yeah, so that entire chain of command, I mean, you know, from the brand uh, manager onwards up to the CMO and to the CEO and, of course, and then, of course, to the owner, somebody out there has to have a spine and say, look, I if I'm going to make this brand, then it's going to be on the back of great advertising. And then for me, I need a great advertising idea to go out there. Because if it is a Me Too brand, see, the thing is, you're not creating a chapel that is going to uh, beat gravity. Okay, if you have such a fantastic idea, okay, there are inbuilt, you know, small little rockets that will give you, you know, elevation and maglev, the first maglev chapels in the world, then it's okay. Then you can say introducing XYZ chapel with maglevitation, right? Then it will sell. Yeah. The idea itself sells. Yeah. But if you don't have that, then at least you have to give the feeling that there is maglev over there. That you need a bold idea for that, right? So for, exactly, for that yeah. has to be backed by a client. Without a backing of a client, no advertising agency can do anything. Because mostly what happens is a compromise. Like I want to talk a little more about that in a later uh, segment. Sure. sure. Where we are talking about how we should have that trust between the client and the agency. But I think before that, uh, we could just going back to that golden age of advertising thought about India. Okay. Like I just thought we could share some of the ads that we are very fond of from 
uh, yesteryears. Okay. So I'm just so, playing this uh, ad that you chose out for us. Okay. Here we go. that's such a beautiful ad <laughs> you know it is so i mean uh, you know the, the, you know it's unfortunately this is not an ad that too many people talk about you know and and it's not exactly an, an old ad but it's the typical it, this is what a commercial is all about you know it 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 tells you a story which is so entertaining and it tells you the right. product yeah the right. what exactly is it based on without forcing exactly. it into your face it doesn't so tell you that like the, even from the start, uh even from the start they're not talking about the product the audience has no idea what the product is absolutely yeah. only until the end when you see the copy tied all together if the audience yeah. get this epiphany okay yeah this is That's where right. they went with And, and they thank yeah, you for that. They like yeah, that yeah, and and, and and it's something which you want to watch again and again, you know, because there are so many layers yeah. within it. You know, one of course, I mean, and I'll tell you why I chose yeah. this particular ad. The way, one of course, there are so many ads that we have gone back to YouTube and search for. You know, yeah. like it's not yeah. like they appeared on our screen. We wanted to see that ad again, and we went back to YouTube just to watch it again. Right. So, uh, so, so just, is, just I wanted to yeah. put ourselves in the shoes of the people who created this video, just right. to give other creative professions out here an idea how we could come up with a concept like this and how we could sort of sell. Just a quick thought. Now, so, so you know, obviously you'd have to think backwards, right? And say, look, what is the audience that they are trying to reach? Um, you could say from the kind of people that they are showing, you are actually appealing to the let's say middle class. Uh, mid middle class kind of a thing and more of a right. you know pan india sort of an appeal not definitely urban right. but even the urban guys get it you know i mean we we yeah. get the, the, yeah. the, the magic within it uh, don't forget it, it I mean, it's a, it's pnb it's as government as it gets of course the met life bit is there which is the, the you know the american one which of course is very famous for their peanuts and all that shoots uh, but uh, The, the whole idea has come from, and it's not a. It, it's a very generic line, right? It's it, it's the most generic yeah. line that you can think of uh, when you look at ad, uh, look at insurance. That you are safeguarding yourself from something untoward happening to you, and it so beautifully brings that alive. It's the same. I mean, that is why you buy insurance, right? Because you really don't know. You're walking down the road, 
and suddenly a camel can come and slam you down or maybe a tree can fall on top of you or your car can be hit by somebody else who's drunk you know all sorts of things happen so to me uh, right. it captures so the essence of what insurance say that again so i, I guess the that. concept stemmed from the copy no like anything can happen in your life No, that that is the so translation of the probably yeah, that's that the, the ad agency yeah, the, came up with and designed this whole story yeah, on top that's of that. a tran- that's the translation of the idea as a line and you know in this particular ad um, i have a i have a, another reason why i chose that okay uh, a long time back um, when i used to work in mudra um, i also used to work for a client called uh, national insurance national insurance which is based in um, calcutta and uh, so there's a friend of mine yogi who was the head of uh, the mudra calcutta branch uh, both of us were handling this and uh, anything is possible was the line that i had suggested to the client and we had built up a campaign based on that line but of course uh, at that time the people sitting there didn't think that was the right approach to go you know go with and they never bought the campaign so anything is possible was a line that i had thought of um and so when this line when this campaign came up and i said my god it's almost the, the same line the same thought that i had but you know and i in a way i was happy that somebody actually came up Did with the same idea cool idea huh no 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 of course not i don't think anyone even knew i think barring me and yogi i don't think everybody anybody else even knew that i did do did a campaign like that you know uh, i mean full marks to the guys who came up with the campaign but for me that is a very personal thing you know sometimes you tend to like something because you saw something that appealed to you right and and this is something which appealed mm-hmm. to me because at at some level i had <coughs> thought of the same line you know in a yeah. way yeah happy that your idea came out yeah and and and, and look at the uh, look look at how beautifully extendable this line is right so yeah. anything is uh, can happen uh, something suddenly a man turning into this i mean you can once you have the core which is what the trigger or the idea is all about anyone can start creating more and more now that's the beauty of advertising great advertising will always have a central idea you can have more ideas series right say that again you can have many more ideas along the same idea exactly exactly so so that is what makes it beautiful right and and, and that's what right. a great brand is built on you know, there's always i mean you remember the the mastercard commercial right <laughs> everything else yeah you know uh, prices some things money can buy but that's right. everything I mean, else there are hundreds of ads that people have created themselves and put you know you can find so that's the beauty of of this when you have a core idea when a core platform then you can anyone can you know i mean so maybe the creative director has moved on but somebody else will come on but because this is there you can build on it you know it's not build on waste of money but i don't think they've built on it much more than this but it's a great idea it's a generic insurance thing and it says it so entertainingly and it stays with you it's a beautiful yeah. ad i mean <clears throat> It's cool. one of those ads, I, like I say, I wish I did it. You know? That I wanted to share. Yeah. This again is very relatable. I think everyone remembers this one.
ரெண்டு மூணு நாலு அஞ்சு ஆடியன்ஸ்மன் i think when it first came in it was not very uh, like familiar to us but how do you make a product like that stand out to an audience like this and the way to do that is to make him the hero of an ad like this so i thought that was brilliant like uh, they did not explain like he super glow is 10 times uh, stickier than your normal glow they did not go into the functional aspects at all they yeah. just made it purely for entertaining purposes and I think that's why we still remember it, right? Correct. Ultimately, that's what we want. Brand recall. I, I, I mean, look at that. I, I mean, think... as, an, as an interesting side angle to it, it's an ad that sticks, right? It goes with right. the glue, right? And, and it, the sheer <laughs> ridiculousness of that moment because, you know, it has to work underwater. The fish has to be, you know, have to be attracted yeah. to that. You know, all that. I mean, it, obviously, it doesn't happen, but still... So the ridiculousness of the whole thing is what you know gets you and again you want to watch it over right. and over again yeah but bringing back to your point of how you said that brands are a more way common they may get so if you imagine an ad like this coming in social media platforms today, i mean some people might certainly bring it up like it will the super glue work underwater you are making Absolutely. a false and, uh, product and, claim yeah. yeah okay now i don't know whether you are aware but there is this new certain set of guidelines that the government has come up with right uh, which came about uh, a month ago or it's in the draft stage uh, where they say that you can't really exaggerate now you know if you actually read through the uh, guidelines uh, and if you take this particular ad uh, this ad doesn't work if you follow the norms of current exaggeration as how the government has put it and it's crazy because you know sometimes you have to exaggerate and they and they the current in fact i also spoke about it the other day um, the way they have written out their legalese when it comes to exaggeration people should not really you know expect much more than what it can deliver now sometimes advertising high advertising is all hype it's hyperbole you know advertising is built on 
you know, magnifying a product advantage or a product benefit. <clears throat> I don't think, I mean, obviously lawyers wrote it. I don't think they understood uh, what advertising needs to be. If that is the case, tomorrow somebody will come up with cinema and say that you cannot exaggerate cinema. I mean, this is to me, is, you know, it's a 30-second film, cinema, right? That's what advertising is. It is your escape from the dreariness of reality. Advertising is an escape. Exactly. You know, and, and people don't really appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, you're spot on there. Like, I was thinking, like, people would want to watch ads to sort of a, take a break from what they were already doing. And if this ad is not more entertaining than what they've already been doing, then why would they want to spend their time there? Exactly. I mean, you remember the little ad, right? The woman and the waterfall. Yeah. You know, famous Alec Padamsi ad, you know? Right, right. You know, in fact, it, 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 the insight was about the freedom that a woman had, you know, while she was bathing. And, that, yeah, yeah. and that's when it truly, you know, blooms to life, so to say. Uh, you can always mm. say that uh, nobody ever takes a bath under, uh, <laughs> you can't have a waterfall inside the house. <clears throat> I mean, it's an escape. You know, I mean, if you look at me at that moment in time, if you go back, this is, I think, mid-70s, I think. You go back into the right. typical life of a of a housewife, so to say. Um, you, 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 I mean, it was very tough. Life was very tough. And that, you know, the, the bath that she had was her only solace. I mean, even that time, telev even television wasn't there. You know? Uh, right. You know, this, I remember, I remember first seeing it as a film on uh, in, in cinema, cinema halls. I don't think uh, television came up when 82, 83, yeah. like, along with Asia. Before that, it was, you know, you saw them only in, in, in theaters. <clears throat> you know. Got it. Cool. Uh, so I think we'll move on to, again, what we talked about, the brand and agency relationship. So I started off this segment by writing it down like too many cooks spoil the broth. Advice for marketing professionals on how to trust and work with creative agencies to create memorable ad campaigns. So if there are video marketing professionals are here right now, like what advice would you give them like on how to work with another creative agency and sort of give that trust to them that they will ensure a really good creative output as well as have your brand messages out there? Okay, you know, I mean, it's, it's very easy for me to say this, but um, what I think is the one thing that is currently missing or one thing that needs to happen is the process of writing a brief. You know, there is some, there's a right. document called a brief, right? Which the yeah. client writes, gives the agency. And, and that is where uh, everybody sits down in the marketing team <clears throat> along with everyone who's concerned, right? They sit down and write yeah. a brief for that campaign that needs to be done, including the amount of budget they would have, okay? Uh, and earlier on, if I go back to my earlier avatars, right, uh, in Mudra, Gray, and uh, Chael, there was a time when the, the, 
the CMO or the head of marketing would actually sign off on that brief. Means everybody who is a decision maker in that in that company <coughs> have they have agreed to the direction that the, the brand is giving the agency to take. Okay, and there are no questions about it. And once the brief comes into the agency, the agency people, the strat, the strategy people, and the planner, along with senior creative guy, would sit down and discuss the brief, and then they would arrive at the creative brief. Okay, there's a marketing brief that comes in right. and it translates into the creative brief. And there are formats within every agency has its own briefing format, you know, where proposition, right. et etc. Et written out and then given to the creative department to create stuff. Now, this process makes a lot of things easier. You know, uh, unfortunately, this doesn't happen today. Okay, yeah. I can, <laughs> I was I can say... Yeah, I can say 99% of clients out there do not know how to write a brief and will not write a brief because they think it, it is below them to write a brief. They will say, look, I have hired you, so therefore you are subservient to me. I want to launch a pair of chappals. Now you go and do it. It is impossible to go back to them with something which will make sense right. to everybody in that team. Because no one knows what the brief is. You, you get what I mean? Right. I mean, like you have to see, if I, if I say, uh, Noel, um, I want you to go. Okay? And the question is, now where the hell do I go? Now, if I say, okay, Noel, I want you to go to Bombay. Okay, it is clear. There is a direction. I want you to go to Bombay. Then I'm going to think, saying, how the hell do I go to Bombay? If I say, okay, you need to establish, as a client, you need to establish what needs to be said by the advertising. How to say it is the advertising agency's business. So if you say, Noel, I want you to go to Bombay, and then you will come back and tell me, saying, look, there are 10 different ways of going to Bombay. Right? I can take a plane. I can take a train, I can walk it, I can take a cycle, I can take a bullock cart, or on the other hand, I can zap myself into the tiniest of sort, get on top of a beam, and go and you know, do something. Or I can walk to Pakistan, I can get into Pakistan, and from Pakistan I can go to Dubai, and from Dubai I can take a plane, I can come to Bombay. There are hundreds of ways suddenly. You're opening up many, many, many more ways of going to Bombay. Right? I can actually, from Delhi, I can go to Calcutta, take a boat and come all the way around India and come to Bombay. There are so many ways of going to Bombay. Then you need to figure out which is the most effective way of reaching Bombay. Right? But that direction, going to Bombay is never given. You know, so, so because, because that is not there, then you don't know what you are judging the produce with. There is no scale on what you yeah. need to measure. Now, <clears throat> so get the brief right, get everybody to sign off, and then give it to the agency. Because currently what happens is, you're given a brief, the agency interprets in its own way, comes back to the client, and the client says to, I don't know what this is, this is crap that you have done. And then if he buys that, then it goes to the next guy who says, who the hell asked you to do this? This is not right. what we want, right? And then if everybody agrees and the CMO says, but then we're not even launching this, why did he even look at it? 
because then you realize it's so more of the brand is that the first briefing stages go very well like we'll create an exact storyboard and give them exactly the kind of preview of what the final output is going to be but i think there is this innate fear in them that if they don't get involved in the creative process the film is going to crap like so whatever you <coughs> look there is there are it is clearly why is an agency hired the agency is hired because the client cannot do what an agency can right that is why you hiring a client or an agency right why why do you go to a dentist to fix your tooth because you can't fix it yourself you have a problem with your tooth right right it is uh, your what's uh, that wisdom tooth which is coming slanted etc etc uh, which was figured out in the last x-ray which you took about 5 years ago now i think you're just giving me a trouble but you can't do it yourself so you go to a dentist right now do you do you sit there and the problem is they know huh they know that they, they know that they can't do it correct but the point correct. is they, they still saying. want to tell you how to do it that's exactly but you don't go do that to the to the dentist do you you don't tell them look i want you to stand over here and drill over here and take that drill you drill a green drill and you do that and then you give me an injection over here i mean any any dentist would slap you right and get ask you get the hell out of my office i mean out of my clinic correct right. that's what we do right? i mean do you go to your lawyer and say look this is how i want you to argue the case do you go to the chef in the in the restaurant and say look this is exactly how i want my dal to be made no the dal that that guy has got a recipe <coughs> he's famous for that dal he will only make it that way because otherwise it goes against what the restaurant stands for i mean you go to any specialist and do you tell them you don't but when it comes to advertising because it's anybody's game because anybody can have a point like i said earlier told you which is what is currently happening everybody has a point of view on advertising it is the most easiest thing to do right and again now right. how are you judging something so i show you something how do you process say that again any thoughts on how we can solve this oh no the only way to solve it is saying that you're the agency you're the guys who know this best come back and tell us what needs to be done trust the agency that trust is do i've been yeah exactly i've been doing this for 35 years and for 35 years my <coughs> career is full brimming with brands that i've been successful whether they have liked what i have done whether they had, the, the market has bought the work that i have done the market has changed the market has you know done the work that i have followed the work that i have done and they've successful so i have a 35 year record of creating brands that are successful i have very very few brands that i have failed <coughs> and they have failed only for reasons which are beyond advertising more than anything else so that is the experience that i bring to the table now you have 2 years in marketing are you going to tell me if you know this ad is not going to work i don't like the idea on what basis are you telling me yeah you know a lot of people so when i narrate a script to somebody uh, you know yeah it's very very simple <clears throat> i try to keep my uh, 
detailing of my story as um, expansive as possible because a lot of people miss out on details. Yeah. And I'll tell you how it happens. Uh, imagine a person walking down the street. Okay, as simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> now, what, what did you imagine? Tell me, Noel. Tell me what just you saw. Explain to me, like just a man in a street, not many details. Okay, now tell me, uh, how old was this man? The young chap, my age. No, I saw a seventy-year-old man. Okay, was yeah. he was he Indian? Was he white? Was he black? Was he Chinese? Was he Japanese? Was he Arab? What was he? He was an Indian. No, I saw a white man. Okay, right. I see where you're getting. Which year was the set? This year. No, I saw this. This is a cowboy, cowboy, Wild West, Wild West. What time of the day was it? It was noon. No, this was evening. Right. Okay. How many people were on the street? Ten, twenty. No, it was empty. Okay. Were there clouds in the sky? I didn't go to the sky. It was exactly. It was not that kind of a view. Yeah, because I I am seeing a smoky sky. Right now, right. see how how one single line has given you a completely different picture. Perception, yeah. And what I had in my mind was very very different. You know, now Absolutely. imagine this is just one line. Now from here goes if I tell you the entire story, you're seeing something else completely different. I'm seeing something else, and and obviously the way to bridge that gap is by putting pictures so that I can read you, saying yeah. I to be very clear. Okay, now yeah, yes, you're not hearing the music in that in that film, right? You know, I'm I'm actually in the cowboy movie. I'm actually hearing Carnatic music. <laughs> Right. You know, because at the end of the day, at the end of my film, you actually see a Carnatic singer, which is a very—it's an aberration to have a Carnatic. Because see, that is the at the end of the day, that's advertising, right? You kind of completely change the, the paradigm. You show something completely yeah. new. It's like the penguin that was singing. You show something which should not have been there. Right. <clears throat> so. How do you judge? So now this comes only after years of understanding and hearing scripts, that, where you take away everything else, you take away all the details, and then you understand the crux of the idea. Okay, and you say, yeah. I see the idea. You know, now can you make this idea bigger? Can you, you know, do this? People never see idea; they get caught up in details, and then they are, you know, you know, in a, in a whirlpool of something else, which is right. what happens. It's the right. They don't have the experience to judge ideas. You can watch how a cricket match. How would they get this experience? Like, rather than having to work with many agencies, is there any way they can? No. See, that's the thing. No, so leave that judgment to the advertising agency. Yeah. So have that trust. Yeah, have that trust because you you, you don't have it with you. You will not have it with you. Saying, okay, you think it's a great idea? Can you back it? I said, I'm absolutely convinced, yeah. Because see, when I come and pitch something to you, <coughs> I don't want you to buy the idea, buy my conviction. 
I'm yeah. 35 years. I'm telling you, I can put my thinking behind and say this is going to work. Trust me. If you don't trust me, there's nothing I can do. But it's now you. You want me to do a regular ad? I will do a regular ad. It's your money you want to blow up. Blow up your money, which is exactly what happens. See, I am not in a position. I am in an independent agency. I need my revenues to come in, right? <clears throat> I also respond. now. If if you think I'm being too aggressive in selling an idea, right? I'm not trying to steamroll you into buying an idea. I'm trying to tell you, look, go with my experience, go with my judgment. I think it works for you because of X Y Z reasons. Trust that, because see, there is nothing concrete I can give you except for my gut. Yeah, my gut feeling tells you that it's going to work. So go with it. And, and that's what great clients do because great clients know that look from a marketing perspective I know what needs to be done. This is somebody else's job. Great perspective. Let me be completely convinced about it. Let me back that conviction. How do you think great advertising is created? Nobody knows, right? I mean, did anyone of us know the pandemic was going to happen? None of us knew. You couldn't have built it into your marketing matrix, right? You couldn't have. Yeah. <clears throat> How do you think great advertising was ever born? I mean, it's always about backing a great idea. Oh, I love the idea. Let's go with it. You know, I don't trust you. You will deliver it. I mean, right. most of the advertising. So most of the ninety-nine percent of all the advertising that I have done, it is I've only gone with my gut. I did not know how. I mean, look, and how did that gut happen? Because across the years, I've started. I have got a feeling of the people. I have the emotion of the country. There is this common thing that binds us together, you know. <clears throat> you know, coming to think of that, uh, a lot of my advertising that I do, I don't use language. Okay, now, uh, yeah, uh, I you know I come from uh, Kerala, as you know, and and Kerala and people from Kerala and Hindi don't go together. You know, somehow we just can't get. Our heads around the language, and our grammar goes for a toss. Of course, I mean today I know a bit of Hindi. <clears throat> I can survive in Delhi, but I am not equipped to write a, a Hindi spot with dialogue. Okay, and this is something which I recognized long back. So therefore, I would never make my commercials heavy with dialogue. Right, it was more visual. I have. Uh, Um, I would have actually sent you uh, uh, an ad, Ajanta Clocks. Shall I just play that? Yeah, yeah please. Yes. I am tough on myself. Tougher on what I represent. I break new grounds. Find the next expression. Explore the next feeling. Touch the next emotion. What is the next thing I've got to do to better myself? What is the next bar I have to raise? I create bars where there are none. I keep challenging myself every moment, and the moment after that, it's not the easiest thing on earth, but it's the finest. I'm never satisfied, and that's what keeps me going. I am the next. I am Samsung Mobile. Samsung Mobile. 
next is what no not this one not this one oh, uh, ajanta clocks uh, i had i would have sent it to you anyway uh, if you right. remember uh, there was this woman who was knitting and suddenly there's an orchestra that comes around her and they play music right and um, so yeah. ajanta clocks was one of my first i think my first ever commercial okay okay actually now <clears throat> that has no language it is just music right? right there was a there was a problem because ajanta clocks at that point in time were <clears throat> seen and considered by the market as a noisy thing okay and and the client had too many of these things stuck in his go down and he wanted to sell this okay so i converted the the noise into enjoyment okay <coughs> and, it, and it became a hot seller and, and i'm sure everybody would know that they would have seen this ad 100 times in their lives because they've played that for ages i think for 15 20 years they ran the same commercial and that brand was built on this this commercial and this is one of my first commercials that i did and this uh, this commercial is also won almost every award under the sun in india now this again there's no language okay so when i was hired by uh, chail <coughs> the head of chail was a korean gentleman and there was we were discussing something and uh, there was a campaign that needed to be done and and i said like let's do one thing that's called the creative team that was working on it and uh, let them present the commercial to us the campaign to us and they started uh, presenting the commercial and it was in hindi and, and so then i said look Uh, can you stop can you explain this in english for me and after some time the korean's expression changed and he looked at me and said uh, pratap you don't speak hindi i said no i don't speak hindi at all i mean i don't, I don't understand hindi and he had this shocked expression so <laughs> no, i you know i negotiated a lot paid you a lot of money to get you from gray to join chail and i asked you a thousand questions except this one question whether you <laughs> now how can if hindi is the most popular language in the country how can i have hired somebody who doesn't speak it so i said look don't worry i mean if you know if that was a handicap then i wouldn't have got as far as i have in my life right and right. i don't i don't uh, you know work for the language instead i use emotions you know i mm -hmm. i work emotions i work on emotions i mean love is the same in every language a mother's relationship with a child is the same in every language <clears throat> a child when the child falls cries whether it's a person from congo or whether it's a person in eskimo who's living in uh, eskimo who's living in alaska or somebody in siberia or somebody in antarctic it's the same thing right i mean if you're hungry you will eat human emotion human feeling phys physiological need requirement so i work with common human values and human things and human feelings so i haven't got it wrong in all my years i don't think i will get it wrong so i have that video ready now i'll just play it ah okay please
Oh, it's a you know it, it it's one of the most very old. Yeah, very very old. It, this yeah. would be nineteen eighty nine. Wow, I wasn't born yet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, so this, this, so again, this this commercial was directed by Ram Advani. Okay. Uh, so, so Ram was the director, and he made one change in this. And again, that's the other thing: the relationship of creative directors or or, or, or creative people and the director who's you know working on your film. So my script had a young lady who was knitting, a pregnant young lady who was knitting. and then he said you know what um the uh, most young people have can actually um handle music handle sound but the older you get right they get more irritated by the sound so so replace it with an older lady so that you know it, it works because if them this noise is actually music and beautiful then it will work for everyone so i said fantastic thought and in ram's idea was to put replace the young lady with the old lady and to me that was the most critical change in the script that i had done the rest everything was the same you know right. so so, uh, so ram may made that change and and i think that is important and that's the most critical change that ever happened in that film and why the film became so successful and why the brand became what it is yeah that like yeah and, and, and like you said uh, and, and like you saw there is there is no language right yeah. except for the last bit where you say auto music which off at night there's nothing else right. it's visual and audio right no right. dependence on the language so the right. first that we saw the pnb thing i will never be able to write that dialogue ever you know right. i can i can visually see the film i can do a film like that but i will never be able to write stuff there are a lot of people who do that the craft is that and that's one of my deficiencies but then there are people who Whom I have in my office who do that beautifully, but you know what? Uh, a lot of the clients that we have interacted with are now all in favor of this approach of no dialogues and music plus supers approach, and there's a they have a different logic to it, which actually makes sense. So they have to run these ads across uh, multiple locations, right? So rather than having a very amateur dubbing uh, of the entire ad. just make it a very visual and super oriented ad so that you can just easily replace the text which i think is a great thing and especially right now since all the social media platforms they begin the playing of the video even without the audio like you have to manually tap the button to hear the audio again so again there there's a risk of people missing out the starting lines if you go for a dialogue approach Yeah. So yeah, something that's interesting that's going on right now. So maybe I was far ahead of the time. Do you see? Yeah, you're far ahead of the time. <laughs> yeah, this is the right time for you then. <laughs> very good. <laughs> very good. I'm very much contemporary. <laughs> okay. Cool, Pratap. I just wanted to uh, dive more into you as a creative professional. Like we all know that. creative professionals turn pro when they actually put in the work and do the practice so i it might seem like a very uh, generic question but how do you practice creativity like do you have a process for that no to see it is um see like they say you know um, 
most detectives most cops right they are cops by reflex yeah they, everybody as a criminal you know they 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 look at everything with suspicion right right uh, uh, much like a priest for that matter i mean if you are talking about a proper priest they look at everybody as a sinner everybody is everybody needs redemption everybody needs to be you know cleansed of their sins you know or a, or a grandmother who suddenly thinks of children and wants to be very nice and cook for them you know and it's a general motherly feeling that happens <clears throat> the same with uh, lawyers lawyers are always trained to see okay are you lying are you lying are you lying can i see loopholes <laughs> the same way when you are when you get into this line you look at everything and you say hey that's a nice idea yeah i can use yeah. that thought you yeah. know oh i saw a car going in a specific way i can use that in a you know in a, in an ad for something else so you you automatically it becomes a reflex for you right no so that reflex perhaps was there when i was a kid as well to 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 create things but that is something which you need to inculcate and build and keep feeding in you yeah. right I mean, so more like a mindset shift like you have to be thinking about yeah. that process right so, when, so right. even when i'm scrolling through something or the other and if i see a nice picture the first thing is that ah it's a nice picture for something you know um, and i make a mental note of it so today you know there are so much of stuff that is coming my way i keep forgetting half things so when i see something really spectacular i write it down and i i keep yeah. a small you know on my notes and in my phone i keep writing down this picture for that you know so and, and i keep keywords for it okay so this yeah. is for a recipe or a food ad or a mobile ad or something like that and i you know tag them within my i will have my own little system of writing stuff out and keeping <laughs> because yeah. there is so much of starting on an average day i pull out about 20 to 30 thoughts awesome you know and i and i write it down and at that has become a habit so even yeah. when i'm having a conversation with somebody i would pick up my phone and write something down because sometimes you know a thought comes into the left ear and goes out to the right ear you know it doesn't stay unless you capture it right <laughs> and you if you're constantly thinking about you know seeing new ideas and picking up new ideas you will keep forgetting half of them at least and uh, one of the things that i do is um, i i i keep writing every day so that's my skill at the end of the day writing is my craft okay take everything away and i'm a copywriter i'm a, or i'm a writer not just copy so i write i mean i could i could write on anything and everything i don't need inspiration i have to Huh? You make you made it a daily habit to write. Oh, that, that's that's the poetry that I write, right? So I yeah, yeah. that's something which I do at six fifteen in the morning every day, and I've been doing that for the last five years, more than five years actually. But that that's one of the things that I do. But I keep writing, and uh, you know, a lot of people think say that you know I need to be in the right place at the right time. I need inspiration to hit me. I need a glass of beer by my side. I need to be sitting in the seaside. forget it yeah i mean you're going to be sitting in a small little cubicle in a noisy office you have to be your best at writing at that point so you, you so in your head is everything that you need to write i mean what happens if there is no internet 
you still have to write right you know and and, and that's how uh, people need to train for for and you need to write within you know in, in 100 words you need to write this or in 20 words you need to write this you need to train yourself for it twitter might be a good practice no because you have that word limit yeah, in, in fact um, i used to start writing i used to, i used to write on twitter and i never used to i mean, i'm not i'm very bad at twitter but i used to use that <coughs> when it had a limit of that 150 characters for that i used to write everything within it you know so i know exactly how much should a descriptor have for a post yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. generally doesn't really understand how hard it's to write a short form content over a long form yeah like and, i think and see that see if you're a if you're a true writer you can stretch a thought for as long as you want yeah you know and you you need to be fluid. yeah you need to be very fluid you need to be able to write a tweet you need to be right able to write long body copy you know you need to be <coughs> writing about things you don't know so many things I mean, and and to me there's so much to write about in this world yeah but keeping it short and writing impactful short form content is much harder than we think right uh, yeah it is it, see uh, it is easier for me because i've been doing this for a long time right uh, from i guess it's a practice of it, it doing is, that exercise it it, 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 it is practice right? i mean i mean you go to a grizzled um, you know general physician a gp and he looks at you and you'll say oh i think you have uh, diabetes how does he know you even without even feeling you because he knows you right because that's he seen so much of it that he can yeah he can he can sort of identify it without even touching and feeling the person right so i think uh, pradeep will go into our last segment okay i just wanted uh, i think there are a lot of creative professionals would want to watch a podcast like this and get more value for somebody like you so keeping it very general what advice would you give young creative directors copywriters or other advertising professionals on growing and having a career as big as you have right now if we were to sort of have a trajectory similar to yours what could we do to get there based on your experience okay one is that you have to love what you do right uh, uh and you know when i say that uh, i don't see myself working in fact i keep saying this the first day i went to work was the last day i went to work because you know i went in as a to mudra as a copywriter and that's when i started writing it and then i said man i am here to have some fun so for me right. i get morning and i say time to kick some ass you know and i'm and i'm raring to go early morning yeah right? so you need to love what you do if you don't you will get bored right now if you get bored you can't be interesting and you will never be an interesting writer or an interesting creative person yeah okay uh, read watch experience observe the length and breadth of your expression is the length and breadth of your experience 
Absolutely, yeah. You know, so the more you um, take in, the more you have in your reservoir to write about or to express. I think uh, young professionals in this day and age have a upper edge, right? They have access to YouTube and so much content out there to get influenced yeah, by. See, that, that's very mechanical watching. You know, you, you can yeah. watch it with your eyes. You can Correct. watch it with your eyes, but you have to see it with your soul. Only yeah. then will you will you will it stay inside. You have to absorb it. I mean, seeing a postcard <clears throat> of a lake is not as good as sitting by the lake and enjoying it. Because when you look at the postcard or a, or, or or a video, you know, especially on mute, you're you're missing the sounds of the waves of the little ripplet ripples. You're missing the sounds of the butterfly. I mean, the, the honeybees which are going around in the background. You're missing the sound of the birds which are chirping. You're missing the sound of the little, you know, uh, train that is going in the horizon. The little hoot that comes in, you know, miles after the puff happens, so to say. But you're missing so many details. Now you have right. to get your 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 expression has to have detail. It can't be flat. You know, why Why do we love stuff that has got lots of detail? I mean, you go into a palace, especially the French palaces and all that. You see the kind of work on the walls. It can be just four walls, right? But look at the yeah. walls they have made. It is so replete with stuff. I mean, you can spend hours looking at it. Right. So, you need to, so when you watch something, uh, you need to take in everything. You need to dive into it. You won't enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, you you can stand by the beach and watch the sea, but you also have to walk into the sea to feel the water. How does the sand feel under you? How does the how does your feet feel when the water goes away? It kind of you know takes sand from under your feet. You know, right. can you see little crabs running around? You know, there's so many things that you miss out. So to me, right. you know, while they have so much of stuff to watch, I don't think it is going past their eyes. And, and that is not going to create a rich soul. And you need soul to create. If you don't have that soul, then you don't have anything. Then it's very hollow. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Pradab, uh, one last thing. Like sure. This is something that I wanted personally also. Like, How do we do creative selling better? Like, If we go into a pitch meeting with a brand, like, what, is, what would be your process? So, uh, you know, so I, uh, see, there was a time when I was much junior, um, where I used to be led by servicing people. You know, they say, okay, we have to go to this client <coughs> and we have to share at least five campaigns. It's a pitch. Right. And, and, and then you're working on five campaigns and then you realize that you're not even concentrating on one. You know, you have five different thoughts going, you know, in all sorts of directions. So you go to the pitch meeting and you're presenting five campaigns and then the client is looking at you saying, how scattered are you? How <laughs> right. scattered are you as an agency? But on the other hand, my, you know, the servicing partners I went with are saying, look at the spread of work that we've got for you. <laughs> right? So then I slowly started thinking like a client, saying, what is the client sitting there for? He is not definitely sitting there to buy a campaign, I can tell you that. He's looking at buying an agency, right? Or connecting with an agency. He's sitting there 
<coughs> to, to buy the thinking of an agency. How does this agency think? How, how effective is their thinking? How clear is their thinking? How sharp are they? Now, if, yeah. <coughs> if they've got their sharpness right, how has that sharpness come into play in the creative work that they do? Right? right. So you have one position or one direction that you have placed your thinking on. Of course, one, one, one platform can have a hundred ways of looking at it, but can be best expressed by in, in one thought, right? Or in one campaign. Now, I, so only, I only present one campaign. And I, I present one campaign, but I present the entire 360, you know, degree look at that thing. Saying that if you want to do a print ad, this is how it's going to look like. If you want to do a social campaign, this is what it's going to look like. If you want to do a film campaign, that's this is how it's going to look like. If you want to do radio, this is how the thought translates into radio. This is how it translates into Twitter, etc. The, the client is sitting there to buy the conviction of the agency. It is not sitting there to buy the campaign. Think, if I give these guys my account, how will they think? How forceful are they? How strong are they? Because like I said earlier, a good client knows that he is no good at doing advertising. He wants somebody who will lead him. Agency people or agency advertising agencies have to lead their clients. You know, uh, ag uh, clients have to follow agencies. Today is the other way around. We have become subservient. Great advertising agencies have always led clients into success. And they've only done it because they've been bold, committed, ferocious, and convincing about the work that they do. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and and you don't want to get into a pit stage and look like one bunch of nursery kids running, you know, <laughs> play school stuff around them. Yeah? They don't want it. They right. want the agents to be strong for them and make and give them value for the money that they're spending. Now, <clears throat> uh, you know, I've been to many multiple pitches. One of the biggest pitches that I've been to is a client called ONGC. Uh, oil and natural gas yeah. <clears throat> in 2003 when they were doing their IPO campaign and it was led by a gentleman called Shubhi Raha possibly one of the most astute and the most arrogant CMDs I ever met in my life that man was a rhinoceros <laughs> would bulldoze into everything to you as well into your thinking as well Right. <clears throat> so I went into the pitch knowing that, look, I have to face this man who is so convinced. In fact, he's the guy who wrote the brief himself. And, and see, this. unfortunately, uh, my life has taken me through some really fantastic clients, some really brilliant minds, some huge personalities. So, so when I compare my clients of that stature, to some of those uh, wannabes today, I feel very sad, you know, you know, and when they say like, and I'm telling them, look, I, I, these legends have given me the freedom to work for their companies <coughs> and have been successful. But unfortunately, I have to look at you. You pay me money. 
you know, so right. I have to say, okay, let's do it the way you want because you know best, you see, you know. And, 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 you know, a lot of agency guys won't say this because they just don't have the guts to say it. But the fact is that I know in the back of their heads, this is what they're thinking. At least the senior guys laugh at their clients and telling some of them. So, I mean, I'm not saying that all my clients are like that. Some of the clients are very good. Some of them are terrible. But that's the way it is. You can't have them all, right? So I had to sell <clears throat> the, 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 the brief for ONGC was written by this man. And he had a line which said, ONGC makes tomorrow brighter. That was the line. Okay. And uh, he also said that if you intend on changing this line, be very sure that I'm going to ask you questions. Wow. And it better be better than this line. And you have to substantiate why. Huh? That sounded like a threat. It is. Yeah, it was a threat. So he said, huh. you want to mess with my line, you make sure that you have the guts to mess with it. <clears throat> and you are better at it. And you have to tell me why. So I looked at it and said, this is not going to happen. From the tone right. of the brief, I know I will be walking into a execution chamber if I change the line. <laughs> so right. let me work with that line and see what I can do best. Right? So I made that line come alive. And, and it was an IPO. So when you say make tomorrow brighter, and it was aimed obviously at the investors. So how do you physically bring make tomorrow brighter? Right. My campaign was that, saying that today, ONGC is worth 10,000 crores. Right? So that's today. So tomorrow's ad said, today, ONGC is worth 12,000 crores. The day after, Today, ONGC is worth 14,000 crores. The day after that, today, ONGC is worth 15,000 crores. So with every day, the future for the investors who would look at ONGC as a place to put in their money, because the value was growing every day, because ONGC was exploring and pulling out oil and gas, and so to say, right? So if you put in money, tomorrow will be brighter. So, so you I, ended up going that same line. Yeah, I did 30 ads. Wow. And I pasted them on newspapers. And I said, sir, this is what it is. Today is January 1st. Today, ONGC is worth so much. Today is January 2nd. Today, you're worth so much. And he looked at it and said, this is brilliant. This is so, audacity. Audacity as its best. Huh? Was it 30 days a month? Yeah, it was a 30-day campaign, one ad a day. Wow. And it yeah, turned out to be one of the most uh, successful IPOs in the country ever. Sold out in 11 seconds flat. What did he say again? <laughs> he said, this is the most audacious campaign ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and he was an audacious man. And uh, of course, across time, we became, I would and say, that, I he, had, he was very fond of me. Um, uh, unfortunately, he is no more. He passed away, and uh, oh. he was writing a book, and he wanted me to write the the bit on the advertising of ONGC, and oh. I, I had written it, but unfortunately, we, that book never came through because he he passed away. In fact, I remember uh, the initial spend of ad, uh, ONGC in the public space was a lot of money, you know. 
and uh, obviously the print media wouldn't uh, because it's a navaratna company and you know, all that and people said why did you have to spend so much of money etc etc and uh, you know somebody called me up from media and said look this is a humongous amount of money that you have spent behind uh, I, I said look first of all is bakley it's not my money it is their money right yeah. i just did the campaign they said why do you think they did the campaign i said look ONGC is ONGC. It's, an, it's India's biggest corporate, so to say, right? public sector corporate. And and trust me, um, it is a giant that has woken up. It was Kumbhakarna who was woken up. And when Kumbhakarna walked, the earth trembled. So that's the feeling. So right. I, I was quoted. I never quoted. Uh, and I think a day after that, I get a call from CMD's office. And he picked up the phone and said, Hey, Pratap. That is very good that you said, huh? So it was aligned with the way he would have thought, you know. So when a giant walks, the earth would tremble, and you would know, which is why you needed that money to be spent. Absolutely, that's a great story, brother. Yeah. I think uh, we're out of time for our session today. Unfortunately, we would have oh. loved to hear more stories from your escapades in the past. <laughs> sure. Anyway, Thank you so much for giving us your time and You're giving welcome. back. We hope the people who are watching have gotten good value from what you've spoken. And I would like to just sign off by just saying again, like, let's remember that great, uh, memorable ad campaigns come out when there's trust and synergy between the client and the agency. And let's try to be bolder and put out marketing communications that aren't just exposition of facts that require some thought and creativity. Let's try to put videos out there that are designed to entertain first and then sell. And let's make it worthwhile for them to hear out your business proposition. That's like, right. Let them hear your story with a smile. And hopefully let's bring back that golden age of advertising. Uh, one last thought. Yeah. See, nobody uh, uh, wants to be a boring person in this world, right? The same. <laughs> right. I don't want to be a boring person because I don't. I know when people won't talk to me. I I don't know you. I don't think you want to be a boring person. Then I wouldn't be talking to you, right? So nobody ever wants to be boring. So why does a brand need to be boring? Why are you building a boring brand? Who wants to talk right. to a boring brand? Who wants interest? I mean, people will look at me if I've bought a boring brand and say, what sort of a guy are you? Why have you gone and bought that stupid thing? It's a boring brand. So make interesting advertising. Right? Yeah. And like they say, the, the, the magic happens when um, the agency and the client work together and respecting each other's strengths. And to use a very, very uh, often used cliche, like they say, it takes two hands to clap. Right? right. So if you want to make noise, you got to work together, you got to meet. And that sound is the sound of your advertising. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. Absolutely. And with that, I think we're going to sign off right now. So okay. again, to all the creators and advert future advertisers out there, let's try to bring back that golden age of advertising. And here is us signing off. Make sure to uh, get back to us on Meadow videos. Uh, next week on Saturday, we'll have a another amazing guest for you guys. So, see you guys there. Thank you. Pleasure being with you.
Yeah, welcome.